Hi, I'm Sam, and I'd like to introduce Gene Parsons, a member of the Birds, the Flying Burrito Brothers, and a creator of the B-Bender. Gene not only played on Birds, Flying Burrito Brothers, and solo albums, but also played on albums by Arlo Guthrie, the Everly Brothers, and many more. Welcome, Gene. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Sam. And how about you? I'm doing pretty good. It's not every day I get to talk to someone as uh, interesting as you. <laughs> well, uh, uh, actually, uh, I, I think that it's mutual. <laughs> so can you explain what the B-Bender does? I will try to do that. The B-Bender, as you call it, or the string bender, is a mechanical device that goes into a guitar. And what it accomplishes is pulling particularly the B string up one full tone, one tunable tone, like a pedal steel guitar or like a concert harp. And the way that it accomplishes that is there is a, a lever installed in the guitar that protrudes through the upper bout above the neck and attaches to the shoulder strap. It's a spring-loaded lever so that when you attach a shoulder strap to it and you can push down on the neck, that will actuate that lever and it will return by with uh, the spring uh, action. That lever, through linkages inside the guitar, attached to, on a Telecaster, a what's called a pull hub or a revolving hub behind the bridge that attaches to the B string. And when you're talking about a B-bender, it would be the B-string. So when you push down on the neck, that B-string is raised a full tone. Uh, and when you release your, your pressure on the neck, it pops back by spring return. It's a tunable note. And you, all you folks out there have probably heard this on the radio and didn't maybe know what it was, or maybe you did, I don't know. But a particular one that uh, is a Eagle's Peaceful, Easy Feeling, that's all string bender. If you're interested to see how a string bender should really be played, I suggest you check out Marty Stewart. He has the original string bender that I built for Clarence White back in 1967. And it was what the prototype of the patents. And Marty knows how to play it the way it's supposed to be played. And I suggest you check him out, and, and he will, just by listening to him, he'll let you know how a string bender really should sound. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Uh, it's got to be tough to master something like that. Not really. Really? Uh, I mean, yes, yes and no. Uh, to, to master it the way Marty uh plays it and the way a lot of other people do that that have studied it yes probably so but interestingly enough uh a guitar players usually can sit down and and use the string bender in just a few minutes and start to come up with all kinds of new sounds that that uh, are interesting and 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 very musical yeah it's definitely a cool sound uh, to hear the string bender do you have any other examples besides like the eagles that used it Oh, uh, the Rolling Stones used it. So how'd you come up with the idea for the string bender? Clarence White and I, Clarence White was a uh, friend of mine and a, a very talented guitar player. He is no longer with us on this planet, uh, unfortunately. But he and I did quite a few recording sessions back in the 60s together, and we were in several bands together including the Birds and uh, the new Nash the Nashville West and, and several other bands. But um, Clarence came up with a, a lick that was 
pretty revolutionary. He he would chime the B string and pull it over the nut up by the peg head to raise it a full tone. Uh, and he would chime the E string and do the same thing. We were doing a session with the Gosden brothers, and we had the rhythm tracks all down, and he was going to be putting a, a lead part on, and we were fooling around in the studio, and he said, you know, I wish that I had three hands, because I want to do that uh, where I, I chime the string and pull it over the nut. I want to be able to do that at the, the, uh, the second and third position. And I, I said, well, I'll be your third hand. You go ahead and, and uh, play it. Can put your hand up there on the neck and get in position and hit the string, chime it, and I'll pull it over the nut. And so we did that, and it was a little clumsy, and we didn't really use it on the session, but we heard that sound. I went, ah, boy, that's a nice sound. So Clarence said, well, you're a mechanic and a machinist. Come up with a way that I can I can do that. I said, well, I know right away how we can do it. We can we can get some steel guitar mechanisms uh, from from our friend Sneaky Pete, and I can get some bicycle brake cables and make up some uh, a puller for the back of your guitar, and we can have cables going down to put pedals down the floor, and you can just you can use your your feet to push it up and down, make that string go up and down. He says, "Oh no," he says, "I don't want that." He says, "If I want to play pedal steel guitar, I'll I'll get a pedal steel guitar. I want it to go on the guitar and be able to be put in the case without taking anything apart. I want to be able to have my hand in its natural stance. Come up with a way to do that." So I thought about it uh, for a, a week or so and came up with the idea of using the shoulder strap and uh, putting a spring-loaded lever in the guitar. Uh, I went to Sneaky Pete and got some steel guitar mechanisms for the pulling mechanisms to go behind the bridge. And over a period of a, um, a couple months, Clarence got another guitar to play while I worked on his uh, original guitar. I, I put a, came up with a string bender for him. And that's how it originated. It, that's got to be a really uh, tough thing to figure out how to do. It, it seems... I mean, it was revolutionary, obviously, in the music world, but um, yeah, it seems tough, and that's really neat that you could com- like completely figure out how to do that. Well, it wasn't really that complicated, and it's not rocket science. It's a very <laughs> simple mechanical mechanism. It's just uh, you you think about things like this and, and try to think outside the box, I guess they say these days. How can you do this? You know, you don't want to have your hands out out of their position, where can you apply some motion? And uh, I was familiar with uh, Earl Scruggs' uh, Scrugg pegs uh, and, of course, pedal steel guitar mechanisms. And so in being being a mechanic and a machinist, uh, it, it wasn't that hard, really. It, it, I was at the right place at the right time, and, and the circumstances kind of lined up. Yeah, well, it's really cool you did it. <laughs> So, how did you join the Birds? Clarence and I were in a band called Nashville West. Uh, it was a country rock band. And Clarence had been recording with the Birds. He knew Chris Hillman pretty well. Chris, uh, He knew Chris when Chris was uh, involved in Bluegrass. And uh, Chris got him in to record with them on several albums, including uh, Sweetheart of the Rodeo and a couple albums before that. They were going through some changes. They were kind of falling from grace as far as their popularity. Um, and 
they they got another drummer. They got uh, Chris's cousin to come in and play, and for whatever reason, they fired him, and they needed a drummer. Well, I'll back up a little bit. They 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 asked Clarence if he would come in and play with them on a couple live shows because Clarence could do all that string bending stuff that Lloyd Green had done on Sweetheart of the Rodeo with a, a steel guitar and J.D. Manis. They had uh, uh, several tunes where they needed that sound, and Clarence could do that with his guitar. So he joined the Birds, ultimately, and Kevin Kelly was fired for whatever reason, and I don't know all the circumstances about that. And they needed a drummer, and Clarence said, well, you've got to you got to have Gene come in because he's my drummer. So that's how I got in the Birds. And with the Birds, you played a lot of Bob Dylan covers, right? We did quite a few. I mean, the Birds always did Bob Dylan covers anyway. And uh, we continued to do that after I joined. And uh, I, I was a, a fan of Bob Dylan's for certain, and so was everybody else. And Bob Dylan's an amazing songwriter. And uh, many of his songs were perfect for what we did. Yeah, I know the Birds did. Yeah, lots of Bob Dylan songs. I'm personally, I love Bob Dylan. Like anything by him, pretty much, it, I I'm a fan of. And the Birds covers are also like really amazing. I named my show My Back Pages because I heard the uh, the Birds Dylan song. I guess um, I heard the Birds version first, but uh, yeah, I I really love. Uh, Bob Dylan, the birds, all that mix. <laughs> well, yeah, Bob, definitely. I've never met him, but uh, I am uh, continue to be a fan of his his writing and his music. Definitely a genius. Yes. So what was your favorite album you ever played on? That I ever played on? That's hard to say. Um, one of my, I can tell you... Couple of my favorites. One was with Randy Newman, his first album, which was Twelve Songs. That was a real fun album. Clarence also played on that. I enjoyed working with Arlo Guthrie and with the Everly Brothers. A couple songs that I did with those guys. Gosh, I don't know. I did so many albums with people. Probably my original album was one which was called Kindling that I did for Warner Brothers back in 73 was one of my favorites that I played on. There are a lot of them. There, I had a lot of really fun experiences recording with people. Yeah, well, recording seems like a blast, like especially songs you can listen to however many years later, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, recordings. I like recording in a lot of ways better than live performances. Oh, really? It's a, it's a completely different way to present your art and it's certainly more permanent yeah yeah it really is i guess yeah i mean you you hear a lot of studio albums not too many live recordings i mean unless you're listening to the the grateful dead in that case you got a lot more uh, live recordings but but yeah yeah there are lots so i gotta ask you sam do you play i do i play a little guitar well Um, that doesn't make you a bad person (laughs) And I play viola. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Instruments are fun, you know? (laughs) They are. I know my favorite instrument. I've been playing pedal steel for over, oh gosh, 55 years. Oh, wow. And uh, pedal steel has become my instrument of choice. Yeah, well, how many instruments do you play? Like, I know you play drums on 
some of these records, but I guess pedal steel, what else? Well, I played, I did play drums. I don't really play drums much anymore. Uh, drums, bass, five-string banjo, a little bit of mandolin. I wouldn't call myself a mandolin player, but uh, guitar, of course, harmonica, and uh, pedal steel. Yeah, that's really neat. You can figure out how to play all those instruments. I have trouble with only two. <laughs> well, I'm kind of a, a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, although I'm kind of homing in on the, the steel guitar. It's become my, my passion. Yeah, well, with that much practice, I, I guess you, you're you going to have to be uh, pretty good at some point, right? <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I know I've had some really good influence uh, and some good mentors, uh, Sneaky Pete and uh, Bud Isaacs, who actually invented the pedal steel guitar. He was the first one to put pedals on a steel guitar, I believe, and first one to record with pedals on a steel guitar. I had the, the good fortune to hear him play and to play with him and he actually stayed at my house uh, for about a week so i got to kind of quiz him on a lot of different things and uh, so I've, I've had some good influences over the years and some very uh generous uh musicians who took me under their wing oh, that's very nice <laughs> and what music do you listen to today mostly if i'm not listening to classical music i'm listening to old country music um, I've been listening to Lloyd Green and uh, Tommy White playing the steel guitar on anything. There's a if you go on YouTube, there's a, there's a uh, a probably was done about 20 years ago. Uh, it's called An Evening of E Ninth. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Gene. It's been really neat getting to hear all about the string bender, about all these things you've played on the pedal steel you know it's it's always great talking to people who really got to experience that music well bless your heart for having interest in it and uh thanks to all the listeners who are listening in and and uh, have a really good day